the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? And I'm Joey Vitale. <laughs> oh my has, God. Anyone, has anyone ever done that? <laughs> no, that's the first. You're the first. Nice. Wow. He was ready for that one. Like a boss. Like a boss. If I had a mic, I would drop it. I'm great, Tyson. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Joey, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good now. That was great. That was, that, was, that was a good one. That's a whole new way of introducing someone. I like it. <laughs> He rushed to get it in there too, man. Woo! I think you got in right after the "What's Up, Jimmy?" Just barely. I know. I could have timed it better. Thanks, no, Tyson. That's perfect. <laughs> that's fun. That's fun. So, hey, I think for those of you that don't know, right now we've got Joy Vitali of Indie Law on the, the, I guess the the podcast. We tried to do a live uh, show again for the second week in a row, and for the second week of, in a row, technology has failed us. We've been ready. But uh, technology has prevented us, so we're going to do just push this out like normal. So, Joey, um, man, I don't know where to start now. Now that we've got uh, we, 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 uh, our whole show has, has changed. I'm gonna go back to Jim. Jim, so what's what's new, buddy? Oh well, you know we're all settling into the new normal. We had the guild uh, launch last week, so we're we are recording this episode on the last day of March 2020, and we had a good response, and we've actually had some people sign up after the flash sale. So that's that's interesting too. So um, I think we, we're, we've all been happy with the results and I think that we're we're onboarding all the new members and, and I think the, the former members are excited about having some new people in there and there's a lot of great energy. I agree, it's it's um, it's it's already been fun. It's already been cool. So I'm, and today's our first presentation. Uh, Brendan Ruane's gonna come on and he's gonna talk about color theory, which is gonna be a really freaking cool thing to talk about, so. So Joey, Joey, what is? Let's check in with you. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Real quick yeah. though, let's not assume that everybody knows who the hell you are. So tell a little sure. bit about yourself. Hey everybody. So um, I am a lawyer who hates conflict, or at least that's what I used to tell myself for the first three years that I started my law firm. And so after feeling like uh, being in the courtroom wasn't a good fit for me, I transitioned to transactional law, business law, and now all I do is trademarks. I work with a really cool group of online entrepreneurs as clients and students, and I have a 
law firm in addition to an online course about the law that I'm scaling right now. Joey, I was thinking about you last night. We were on episode three or four of Tiger King, and you know he has this arch enemy, Carol Bas Baskin, and he started using all of her logos. I don't know if you've seen this yet, but there's a whole there's a whole trademark dispute, actually a huge dispute that went to court and full litigation. So without giving any spoilers alert spoiler alerts, I think that. You might want to check that out if you haven't already. I need to. That's a good idea. I've been wanting to. My wife thinks that it'll make her more sad than it'll be funny. So hopefully we can get over that hump quickly and start watching it. So I don't know. I mean, it's weird. I, I, for those of you that have listened to the podcast about the Tiger King, it's just <laughs> it's different. Like it's like it's like listening and watching two separate stories. Uh, like it, there, there's overlap, but you get so much more detail in the podcast that you don't get in the show. So I already knew all of it was coming. So I knew like all that sadness. I didn't, I, I still had it, but it wasn't as, yeah. I don't think it was, was as bad as if I had just like, it was like, oh my gosh. And if I'd seen it for the first time, yeah. but like, I, the, it's worse than what you all think than the show sh uh, shows. Like the, it's, it's actually really bad. The things that they did. Uh, I'm actually surprised they didn't show more. All right, yeah, well, let's get to it, Joey. It. So, Joey, we wanted to get you on. You always have a positive outlook on things. Um, I'm thinking, I was thinking back earlier to a lunch that the three of us had when we first started getting Maximum Lawyer off the ground and when you were sort of getting Indie Law off the ground. Mm -hmm. Talk to people a little bit. You've been on the show before, but talk to people a little bit about your journey into trademark only and then sort of what your current mindset is in these strange times we find ourselves. Yeah, sure. So, um, like I alluded to earlier, I quickly learned that the courtroom wasn't the right fit for my personality. And so I, my dad actually bribed me to go to law school with a car. So that's why I even went to law school. And then I quickly realized, oh, this might not be a great fit for me. And then learned that there was this avenue to go down of working with entrepreneurs. And so I started my business facing law firm kind of just as like a kitchen sink lawyer. My idea was I would do anything for any business owners that needed it. And after about a year and a half of that, I learned that out of all of the legal things that could go wrong, that were going wrong with my clients, trademarks were the one thing that were consistently blindsiding them. And so we realized that there was uh, an area of exposure there that we could double down on, raise awareness of. And then about a year ago, I was, I was at uh, a conference speaking with a group of other types of experts that help business owners. And one of them was like, Joey, this is great. People need this. Where's your online course? Because everybody has online courses. And I was like, oh, interesting. So at that point, I bought someone's program to teach me how to do courses, which has been amazing. And um, the course that I have now has been uh, about a year and a half journey to slowly making improvements and tweaking over time. So, Joey, I remember you and I having a conversation about, like, I don't know what the hell you do. Yeah. Um, and, like, then I think you, you do an amazing job uh, right now, like, of, and since we had that conversation, it has nothing to do with me, but I'm really, I want you to talk about the things you're doing now to talk about what you do that is so much better than what you were doing before. One of the things that I've learned in general is that the more that you niche down what you do in the area of business law, the more it tends to glaze everybody, like everybody's eyes start glazing over just because it's an area of law that people might need. And so when I started changing my message from I'm a trademark lawyer 
to I'm a lawyer who helps you call dibs on your brand, people are like, oh, that's what I want. How do I do that? And so if I can speak more into the language of what my people are actually wanting, like what's the result, then at least the business owners that can become clients and students of mine better understand what I do when it's that elevator conversation. So Joey, talk to us about your students. What does that mean that you have students and, and how do they interact with you? Yeah, so uh, I know that we're going to get into courses a little bit more. One of the first things I realized when I decided to build a course was that at the time, all I had was my law firm as a business entity. And if I were to create a course and just run it out of that law firm, all of the people who bought that course would be clients. And so we built an entire separate business entity, have all this new set of books. And so I have to be very clear that the people who join the program are not clients. And I say students just to further distinguish them from like customers of the law firm. So it's a really clever idea. Did you encounter any issues with that? Is that why you decided to do that? Or were you just thinking ahead to make sure that you didn't get sued? It was a combination of some things. I talked to some mentors that are really risk averse and said, you know, if you want to, you know, try and avoid any complaints in the future, here's what you could do. I talked to some kind of cowboys in the industry who said you can do it this way and it'll be fine. And the nice thing now is that I've learned that trademarks are just a part of people wanting to build and protect their brand. And so now I can have other types of courses in that other business that aren't legal at all. So like now I have like a naming masterclass for people who maybe they tried to trademark, it doesn't work and they have to come up with a new name. Naming stinks. Like having to name, like, I, I don't know the story behind Max Law, but that might have been a hard thing to figure out if you guys could even use or what would you use if it wasn't available. And so now it's a fun thing of, okay, what are other obstacles and struggles people are having and how can we as a team help them? We, we had a brain, brainstorming session and it just popped into Jim's head. Jim's like, Maximum Lawyer. It's like it was pretty much like that. Oh, that's it after, awesome. It was after like I don't know. It was a pretty long discussion though. We had, we had a bunch of stupid names. Yeah, I don't remember any of them, but there were a lot of <laughs> dumb names. And I think Jim was like Maximum Lawyer. We're like, oh, let's put that on the board. That sounds pretty good. Uh, yeah, that was that. that that's great. It was about I think it was like if I remember correctly, Jim, it was like a three three four hour conversation. Yep, and we it included a lunch too. Yeah, because we came back from lunch, and that's when we came up with that was back in the time when I was trying to be Maximum Jim, which I still think of as my alter ego, Maximum. Jim, <laughs> I love as that. Opposed to as opposed to Minimum Jim. Do people which, know that? Uh, I don't know. I, I, we should start calling you Maximum Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, I know for a fact that you have spent a lot of energy and a lot of hours studying online courses, studying the people that you, that you now respect. And talk to us a little bit about who are your gurus? Who are the people that you really feel like have led you down the path? I know James Wedmore is one, but talk about James and then maybe talk about some of the others. Yeah. So um, I really like and appreciate this dude named James Wedmore. And I'm, I'm glad to be talking with the Maximum Lawyer community about this because I know that those of you who follow and listen can understand this. A lot of us are wired differently than we think a lot of the other lawyers out there. For us, it's not just about the corner office or bringing home as much money as possible. There is some deeper impact that we all wanna make. And the thing that made me even consider courses to the extent that I did was because I wanted to make a bigger impact. And I knew that there were people who couldn't afford working with me one-to-one -one that I still wanted to reach. And I, this wasn't the intention, but now that we're in this pandemic, 
we're having a lot of leads say, I was going to work with you one-to-one, but where's the course so I can get started? And we're now making that course available to all of our clients so that if their budget is tight, they can still try and do some trademark work on their own right now. And having that as just something else to offer to people has been super fulfilling and rewarding for me, but also the team that I'm building. And so the reason why I really connected with this guy named James Wedmore was because he he's a guy who's not a douchebag, which like already you guys know, like that's kind of a rare bunch. And he he would always say things that sounded different than what I was hearing other people say. But when I really thought through what he was talking about, it made sense. Like, and, and we know this one, but like work smarter, not harder. Or, you know, so many of the results come from mindset work and not the hustle and grind. And specifically in the course space, things like the more often you launch, the less you're probably going to sell. Or you should try and sell a course before you even have it made. And so he's just been, and the other thing that I really love about him as a coach is he has those kinds of isms that he follows, but when you're in a one-on-one or group call with him, he doesn't tell you what to do. His course is called Business by Design, and his idea is that you get to design how you want to build this business. There's no one right way to do it. And I'm just here to help coach you and remind you that you're Maximum Jim along the way. It's funny. So two two things you said really interesting to me. One is like it is all mindset, right? Like that's that that you start with mindset and then that everything else falls in place. That's how it yep. is. The other thing is is like the whole building the course and that like and without a have or not building, selling the course and then building after the fact is so terrifying for me to think about. Yeah. Like I want to prepare for everything. And the that magician, what's his name? Um Jim, the Dan Kennedy magician guy, what's his name? Dave D. Dave D. I always want to call him Dave Freeze, but that's a completely different person. Dave D. He had his long presentation. It was a really impressive presentation, which, side note, if you were taking pictures of his slides during it, he would come over and yell at you. It was the funniest thing. But um, he that's was awesome. this long, awesome presentation about how you should build up this course, or not build the course, sell this course, and then basically if it flops, if you can't pull it off, you just refund all the money. It's just, yep. it was the craziest thing. But, um, Anyways, I'm gonna shift gears a little bit because you talked about we a lot, and you mentioned the team, the, the the team that you're building. So let's talk about working as a remote team because like you, that's that's what you do. Like you don't have like this brick and mortar shop with a bunch of people in it, you know. So let's talk about how you built that team. Yeah. So when I started my firm, all I could afford was to pay somebody about four dollars an hour for about five hours a month, and so I found a VA in the Philippines that I could use. And for at least like a year, he was like my guy and he solely did more and more work. So thankful that I read Power of a System by John Fisher before I did any of that. Cause we, instead of me just telling him to do stuff, I would already start documenting stuff for him to take, refine me to check all of that good stuff. And then I started bringing on some people who proclaim themselves as virtual assistants here in the U.S. And that's kind of been like my sweet spot is in terms of building a team. I don't have any employees right now. It's all still contractors, which hopefully will transition to employees by the end of the year. But everything about Max Law, especially talking about books like Traction, have been helpful in getting my team on board with the fact that like we have to set our vision and our values. And if somebody is in alignment with what our values are and they can follow instructions, 
then they should be a good member of the team. If not, then it was on us for hiring them for a wrong seat. And so one of the biggest mistakes, though, that I've made in terms of team building is I got to a point where I got a little cocky with my money, and I was like, I'll just throw money at these problems that the business is having. And it can be very easy right now, I think, to just pay someone a lot more than you would pay an employee to do something like Facebook ads or to take a deep dive into your CRM or into that kind of stuff. And that stuff is helpful, but I've learned that you end up depending on those outside sources. And it's a quick way to have your expenses just really increase like crazy. And so we had some uncomfortable conversations about letting go of those relationships and having my team kind of learn from the bottom up. And another tip that I'm talking with lawyers about right now is if you have a VA, you can pay them to buy a course on something, take notes on it, and then take it with, uh, you know, just kind of run with it. So we're doing that right now with our Facebook ads. We have a $6 VA, took a course, and now they're running all of our ads. Joey, talk to us about the rhythm of working with your VAs. Like how do, how do you check in? How often do you, how do you supervise them? That kind yeah. Of stuff? So things are in transition right now. I'm the visionary kind of at the top of the accountability chart. And then I've got two different team leads that are here in the U.S. with me. And then I've got two other people who are in Chicago, but still virtual, that do kind of some stuff underneath the lead space. And then I have a growing number of VAs. I think right now it's at around three or four. But I have one VA who's our lead VA. And so what we're transitioning right now is to him being the bottleneck, so to speak, of everybody in the U.S. and what they need, sending stuff to him, and then he will delegate it out to others and then supervise their work for us. How did you learn all this, Jim? Or not Jim, uh, Joey, how did you learn all this? I just got creative and so I was like, let's try this. So, so it's sort of like, a, I guess, kind of like a hub and spoke model a little bit where you, you've got like like these little hubs where like they're shooting out all these assignments? Yeah, so I, I think the reason why we did it was because I was feeling and hearing some pain points from my U.S. team about like not knowing who to send things to and or, or getting message from one of the VAs when it wasn't really their thing. And right now I'm trying to take that same idea of I need to get stuff off of my plate so I can focus on what I need to focus to my U.S.-based team and say, you know, it's great that you guys are willing to help lend a helping hand whenever there's a problem, but if you're not spending your time in your role you're out of integrity with what you're supposed to be doing here. So hopefully it helps. I remember one day when my office manager at the time, who still runs our firm, but I remember she was onboarding a new person and, and I heard her say, we all sort of do everything around here. And mm -hmm. like my, my ears almost started bleeding from the inside out. I was I, like, I almost had a seizure. I was so rattled by that. And I really said, oh my gosh, she's right. She's right. We're all running around just trying to do the best we can and, and not having structure to who does what and keeping people in their roles was uh, and, and, and migrating to that kind of a scenario where everybody has clearly defined roles with a, an accountability chart and things like that has really made a big difference for us. Yeah, it's it's been so helpful. And I think that it's interesting to watch my team go through the same struggles that I had and I continue to have as the business owner where it's like, what what don't I want to let go of? And, you know, it's it's hard to really admit to yourself all of the things that you don't need to be doing anymore. And I, I realized just how much my team was also holding on to stuff just because they it was uncomfortable for them to let it go. 
So, Joey, before the call, we, had, we were having a conversation, and, and Jim mentioned something about how you're usually ahead of the curve when it comes to technology and what's going on in the world. So, and one of the things he wanted to talk about, I think this is a good one, is, you know, what should people be learning about right now? Because it's, it's a really weird time, you know? It's, it's very, we don't know what's, what's going to happen in six months. So, like, what, what do you see, and where should we be headed? Oh, man. I don't have any answers there, but I'll say this. I know that running a law firm is hard, but I also know that it's a relatively safe business model where your marketing doesn't have to be totally A plus for conversions to happen. And one of the things that I've learned is some of my students, some of you know the people who are also kind of in my space, they have chosen a really hard business model to sell. And because it's so hard, if they are successful, their marketing has to work. And so... I know sometimes you hear people say, like, look out of the legal industry for some marketing tips. And I would actually say, like, look to, like, hard business models like wedding industry, photography, online courses. Even if they're not necessarily, like, swimming in money, if they're making money with those types of businesses that usually aren't, then they're probably doing something right. So I think that's I think that's really interesting because I do think a lot of lawyers, you're right, there's a, sort of a built-in auto credibility because we're lawyers that people sort of we don't have to work as hard at marketing and i also think that and I've, I've noticed this with our own firm that we get seduced by the easy cases that we're not pushing ourselves as if every single case mattered and i think now given this new reality that we're in i i've noticed that i'm much more happy when a particular a singular case comes in and i think everyone's going to be paying more attention to this so i think your advice to go look at outside industries where it is hyper competitive, even more so than you know, like personal injury in New York City. That that's a great idea, Joey. Yeah, like um, one. If, if you guys want to take a look at something that works on Instagram, for example, but it's going to be hard to create. My buddy, his name is Chris Doe. He owns this huge huge branding agency called The Future. They they do they do like Nike's branding, but they also have a course to help graphic designers build their businesses. And if you check either the future or Chris Doe on Instagram, you'll see he's created these carousel graphics where, so a carousel on Instagram is like, I think up to 10 different graphics that you can swipe through. And he's made them so they all artistically, like naturally you wanna swipe. And it, it could be something like 10 tips for color psychology. And as you read, you learn a bunch of different stuff. So it actually pulls you in more as you go. It takes a lot of time to craft that well, but those types of more meaningful engagements, ugh, it's, it's really cool to see. So you can't use Chris Doe now as an example. You're working with creatives all the time. Yeah. Um, you're like, I feel like you're really tapped into that world. Like who else is doing something really cool that people should be checking out? So Tyson's right. I work a lot with creatives. Over the past year, though, that has transitioned from like the more traditional artist, maker, crafter person to like thought, creative thought leaders. And one of the best, like I'll use Instagram just because I love the visualness of the program. But if you go to, I think it's Hey Jen Casey or Jen Casey, she does these amazing posts where it's all about thought reversal. And a lot of her posts, you'll see just like a line going through and it's just like struggling entrepreneurs deal, will respond to a situation this way. Thriving entrepreneurs respond to it this way. And so the whole point of her, her marketing is how it's just over time, you can identify with the positive version of her post. 
because the the real gold mine of an email or a post or any type of content is how can I make someone's mind change just a little bit after paying attention to this? Love that. We'll pause for a word from our sponsors. Thanks to our sponsor, Smith AI. Smith AI is a superior receptionist service for law firms trusted by many maximum lawyers, including me. At my immigration practice, the hacking law practice, Smith's friendly U.S.-based receptionists respond to potential clients in English or Spanish, screen and schedule new leads, and even take payment for our consults. The best part is that they don't just handle these conversations by phone. They also have live agents and chatbots capturing leads on our website through their chat widget. They serve as our friendly gatekeepers while my team and I work uninterrupted. We get new clients and we get work done. How awesome is that? If you're in a solo or small firm, I know you'll appreciate this. Plans start at just $70 a month for calls and $100 a month for chats. They even offer a totally free chatbot, so there's no excuse. Try Smith AI today and see for yourself why attorneys like me say Smith AI receptionists are the secret to business growth. Smith AI offers a free trial and maximum lawyer listeners get an extra $100 discount with promo code MAXLAW100. That's M-A-X-L-A-W-1-0-0. Sign up and learn more at www.smith.ai. Trust me when I say don't let another day go by. Try Smith AI. We're back on the Maximum Lawyer Podcast with our good friend Joey Vitale, one of our first guests on the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Joey's riffing and teaching and fronting and maxing and showing us all of his best moves. Joey, uh, talk to us a little bit about the lawyer who's a little nervous, a little reluctant, a little hesitant to sort of go out on that limb, to sort of take that stretch to try to do something new. Just talk for a minute or two about how do you make that leap? I've been there, and my biggest recommendation is to literally hit the live button. That live button on Facebook can become a hesitant person's best friend because you quickly realize that everybody out there is supporting you. I remember one of the first times I went live in my group bringing up John Fisher again, he hopped in right away and was like, let's get going, buddy. And I was like, oh my gosh, John Fisher's in the group. And if you guys are in the Maximum Lawyer family, you know how all you have to do is share something into any of the Max Law group spaces. But it's, I think there's a lot of pressure right now, not to just kind of be perfect, but if I do this thing, then I have to download it and edit it and make it perfect and put my logo everywhere and then re-upload it and share it a bunch of times. And there's just something really refreshing, especially from being a lawyer, if you just hit the live button and start talking. Joey, you and I had a little chat yesterday via Messenger, and you, you mentioned the importance of the offer. You want to talk about that briefly? Yeah. So more and more lawyers, especially right now, are coming to me asking me about how they can buy, how they can start creating a course. I think part of it is that, you know, now is the time to be as virtual as you can be and digital. Part of it is that, you know, it's it's turned out to be really great for the firm to have a, a kind of like a cousin course program that interested leads could take. And one of the hardest things about building a course and making it sell for you is not actually making the course, it's presenting it to people. And a lot of people, if they're really honest with themselves, they keep fine tuning and tweaking this course that they're building and redoing the outline because the real uncomfortable part is telling people that it exists and asking them if they want to buy it and being told no nine times out of 10. Because the reality is that if you get told nine times out of 10, you have one of the best conversion metrics out there. 
uh, for an online course creator. And so getting used to being told no a lot is part of the game. Yeah, and I remember the first time that I signed up a client on YouTube or through YouTube that they had found me on YouTube and they liked my videos and that's sort of what sealed the deal. And I think that the mindset shouldn't be about the nine no's. It should be about the one yes. Yeah. Because if, if you get one yes, that means you can get two yeses. And that means you can get four yeses. And that means you can get 16 yeses. And I can't do much math beyond that. But I think that that's, that's really the mindset is that if you've done it once, then you have to figure out how to replicate it and iterate it to make it better. And then just keep, it becomes like that spinning wheel where you get that momentum. And I think that that is the right approach. But you're right, Joey. So many of us get hung up on, oh, well, I don't, you know, when we were trying, when we were, even when we were getting ready to launch the guild last Friday, I had one last push to, oh, I don't think we're entirely ready. Let's wait till Monday. And Tyson said, no way, we're going. So we went. And so, of course, I'm glad that we did. Yeah, it's amazing to see how many people are joining that right now. Good job, you guys. Thanks, dude. Appreciate that. All right, let's. We're gonna wrap things up. I want to remind everyone: go to the Facebook group. There's a lot of great activity there, and I might as well go ahead and pitch the guild. If you want a little more more high level stuff, um, go to the guild. We're sharing a little little more high level stuff in, in the guild. Um, a lot of great learning. A lot of great people like Joy Vitali in that group. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. Jimmy, what is your hack of the week? So my hack of the week is a hack for myself, and my hack for myself is. What is one little aspect of immigration law that we could make a course out of? And it doesn't have to be perfect, doesn't have to be finished, doesn't have to be foolproof, but what's one little thing that I could turn into a course or even uh, helpful pamphlets and things that would allow me to get started? And so maybe think about that for your own practice and think about people like Joey who are doing these things and are showing us the way that these things are possible. I love that. And you just gave me an idea. I mean, like, gosh, I mean, like we could put clients through these courses. I mean, I'm not the first one to think about this, but like we could put clients through these like basic training modules on how to be a good client. I mean, like you could like, and like the, to, to make their case better. I mean, there's so many useful ways of, of using those. So I think that's great. Joey, what is your tip or hack of the week? I guess my tip slash hack right now is just to keep surrounding yourself with people who are reacting positively to the situation right now. You know, it's crazy how talking with one person who's really freaking out and stressful and is just, this is the way it is, life sucks right now, tanks my day. And so just be particularly mindful right now about who it is that you're letting their language suck into your reality. I love that. That's it's so right. It's, and luckily, I'm I've got a lot of great people that uh, that I'm around, and that, that's it's just part of Maxim Lawyer. It's fantastic. All right, so my tip is something that you all are going to see Jim and I use very, very soon. Jim can't do it today at four, like I was hoping, but we're going to do uh, start using Vimeo Premium uh, for pushing for basically simulcasting to multiple places at one time. It's uh, it, from everything that I've seen. I spent most of my weekend playing around with it. It's freaking cool. You all may actually see it at four o'clock today because Becca and I are going to test it out because Jim can't because he's, he's, he's important. He's a big baller. So um, we're going to test it out. It's going to be pretty cool. So Joey, thanks for coming on, man. I really, really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, Joey. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, more content. go to MaximumLawyer.com. Maximum 
Have a great week and catch you next time.